Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office. And today I am joined by Melissa Joy in the Dexter office. Melissa, welcome. Hi, Melissa. So glad to be here. I love when we record together. It's like old times when we started out, just the two of us, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And I have to commend you or us. You know, we're going strong. It's This is our third calendar year with the podcast. No plans to change. We've been having so much fun and you do so much to make it work every week, you know, a new episode out. So I appreciate you, Melissa. Oh, well, thank you, Melissa. And I'm so happy that I'm a part of it. And we've come so far, we're almost going to be starting season four here in 2023. (laughs) And sometimes I look back, I can't believe how many episodes and how many downloads we get weekly. Um, I just love it. And I'm so thankful for our listeners. Yeah, to our loyal listeners. Thank you. I hear, please let us know when you're listening. I've Heard in a conversation this week, a woman asked her husband to reach out to us as they're interviewing financial planners. I know you here will see people around town in Gross Point, Melissa, and hear that we have listeners and we know you guys are out there. Thank you so much. Um, When you get a chance, if you can like and review the podcast, we appreciate that as well. It's been so fun to be able to share this information with a broader community. Absolutely. And Melissa and I were talking, we have seven weeks till the end of the year. I don't know if you've started your holiday shopping or planning your Thanksgiving dinner, but it is really important to finish the year off strong financially. So we wanted to record an episode on year-end planning. Well, this is such an important year because it's been different than recent years. I mean, every year is different, but (laughs) a bad market, um, totally different economic environment. We have inflation to deal with. So I think it's an extra exclamation point when it comes to year in planning this year, because there are some unique opportunities that may be specific to 2022. But before I get started, I always like to lay the foundation. And there's two things that you want to be doing. There are some things you need to do before the end of the year or you want to do before the end of the year. So mark off your to-dos, make that list and see what you can accomplish. And then, you know, just naturally as a society, as a culture, we plan in year-long increments. We feel really comfortable with that calendar year, you know, the setting your goals in January and resolutions, et cetera. So spend some time marking your intention for 2023, acknowledging where there may be deficits and not beating yourself up for it. There's no need for shame, but saying what you want to change or what you want to address when it comes to your money and finance or or family goals. Those are all kind of the foundations of what do you need to get done and what do you want to do going forward? So it's a little bit of a now and then some intention for the soon. I like that. I like that a lot about not beating yourself up on the things that didn't get done this year. If you can't squeeze them in these last seven weeks, writing them down and really setting intentions for next year. I love that. 
Yeah. And I can't emphasize enough that this is not about why you did the wrong things. This is everything is incremental. Everything is progress. So hopefully if you have a piece of paper or if you're in the car, you have your notes app, just jot down a couple things from our conversation that you feel like you could accomplish or that you might be helpful. Um, and then we will consider this time well spent. When we're thinking about our to-do list, we're setting our intentions. One of the first things we want to look at or review would be taxes. For 2022, as you're finishing off the year, even though you don't file till most cases, April of 2023, now is a good time to really think about uh, those things that are going to affect that filing. And if you have to make adjustments, it's a good time to do so. So what would you consider when looking at taxes? First of all, you're absolutely right, Melissa. Many of the things that you do now, there's a deadline of December 31st to get them done. There are a few exceptions, like you can do IRA contributions after the end of the year, but so much of it is not a wait around till tax time and do your planning then. So we would suggest reviewing the what you've put into your retirement plan. And sometimes you can nudge a little bit more in out in these last few weeks, especially if you get a year in bonus or something like that. Also, you may have different income tax circumstances than you did in a previous year. So if you're a business owner and your business is very tied to the economy, maybe you had a boom year last year and it's it's a little more uh, down to earth this year, then you may want to do some planning. You know, You may want to accelerate some income into this year. You may want to Uh, recognize some more expenses during the year. And for investors who have a lot of their investments in what we call non-qualified assets, those are things that aren't retirement plans, things that you pay as you go on the taxes. You may have paid a lot of taxes last year because we most investments were up. And this year, you may not have to pay taxes. It may be completely different. You may even have realize losses in your accounts. And that's not a bad thing. That's kind of a silver lining. Well, we never want to lose money, but in a year where investments are down, if you can pick up some tax losses when you're in a higher tax bracket, doesn't matter as much if you're in a lower tax bracket, then that can be important for you over time, not only this year, but over time. So we would definitely suggest that you look at those things um, in your specific circumstances. So we can't give blanket suggestions. We really want to, and we're having individualized conversations with many of our clients about their tax circumstances. So don't forget to kind of do that review. And oftentimes you're financial planner in conjunction with your tax professional can do that tax planning. I should mention, if you're not using a tax professional and every year at tax time you say you're going to, now would be a good time to start looking for that person that you're going to use as opposed to waiting until April 1st or 2nd to reach out uh, so you can establish that relationship. I know um, a few clients call me like really close to tax time asking for a referral. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) There is a deficit of tax professionals. The experienced professionals are fewer and fewer who are willing to work with personal returns. So definitely identifying that person that you want to work with for next year, reaching out now versus when they're buried in returns and then being organized for next year, because in January, you're going to start receiving documents. And the more organized you are to be looking for them and receiving them, the more efficiently your tax return will be prepared. So definitely that is a strong suggestion. Now would be a good time. If last year you were unorganized and things were all over the place and stacks of mail, 
create a folder, create a place, whether it's, you know, um, if you already have a place, get it organized, clean out last year's documents and, and just create a section for 2022. As those documents start coming in, you'll have a place for them and you'll feel much more organized when it comes time to file. And we're both in relationships, right, Melissa? So have that conversation with your spouse too. So I'm often the Wrangler coordinator for getting the tax information to our CPA. And it does take a little preparation of, you know, hey, Jeff, these are, this year we have a vacation rental. So we're going to need to collect this information. Here's where I have that folder. So it's not just a you job. Oftentimes for many of our our families with um, two workers in the family, make sure that there's that communication um, amongst each other, knowing that here's what's coming. So you don't have to have that. I gave you that document about a month ago conversation, right? (laughs) Well, I'm guilty of that just as much as him, but absolutely like, you know, planning makes the merry-go-round work a lot better than than if you're just (laughs) expecting each other to read each other's minds. Absolutely. And important to note here, if anything has changed this year, whether you've had a child, you've gone through a divorce, or you've gotten married, these are the things that you want to plan ahead for again, ahead of tax season so that you know. And if you have to change your tax withholding for the year, uh, if you have been divorced, if you are divorced on December 31st, you will be filing for the entire year of 2022 as either uh, head of household or single. So you do need to update your tax withholding with your employer uh, if that is an issue. Yeah. And I'd also suggest like if you got a big return or you owed a bunch of money on your taxes last year, then here's another reminder. It's ageless. It doesn't have to happen at the end of the year, but to review your withholdings. So, so often that um, without being intentional, you end up with surprises. And I cannot tell you how disappointing it is. Owing the same amount of taxes when it's withheld is not nearly as painful as when you have to write that check yourself with money you thought was after tax. On the subject of taxes, I know you mentioned kind of the year that we've had in the market, at least, I mean, there's another seven weeks that could turn around, but we are looking at a down year and talking about taxes, potentially Roth conversion strategy, something you may want to consider. Again, this is not blanket recommendations because it depends on you and your circumstance. If you're in the highest tax bracket and you're always going to be in the highest tax bracket forever and ever, your taxes don't change. Roth conversion may be kind of a meh, like doesn't matter either way. But it, let's say that you're in a lower tax bracket year. Let's say that you we have a couple cases this year where we have clients who have a spouse that passed away and they will file jointly for the last time this year. There's a variety of different circumstances where a conversion to Roth makes sense. And if you think about it, so let you if you had an account, I'm going to use an extreme exaggeration, not what's happening this year. If you had an account that was worth $500,000 that was an IRA and it went down to 250,000 just to keep the numbers clean. If you convert $50,000 from an IRA to a Roth and you pay the taxes that gets reported as ordinary income, you have just converted 20% of your account. Whereas if you at the beginning of the year converted $50,000, it would have only been 10% of your account. And then the investments recovered as they do over time. We're not making a prediction of future performance. Every single bear market, it has happened so far. So if you look at history, chances are pretty high that it will return to that original value. 
Exactly. Then you have a bigger portion of your retirement assets that are tax-free. And you've also, if you're closer to required minimum distribution age, you have a lower amount that you will have to be forced to pay taxes on and take out of your accounts in the future. So 100% this, um, when clients say, should I be contributing to my retirement account? Because I hate to open my statement and see it down. Yes, you should. This is actually a great time to put money in and we can discuss that further in an episode about, you know, should I invest in a down or bear market? Also gifting to your children. If you are someone who does an annual gifts, if you gift in a time like this, you could actually give a larger portion for those of you that are giving to irrevocable trusts. Um, It's an estate planning technique for a small percent of the world, but uh, very effective for that group of often high net worth people. My number one suggestion is to have a conversation with someone like us and have a conversation with your tax professional. We do have an episode just on Roth conversions in a down market. I will link that in the show notes. Yay. I love it. Let's touch a little bit on charitable giving in a down market and how that works. Yeah. So I know that charities will be really keeping an eye on their donations because in a year that investments are down, that can impact their bottom line of receipts. And so, you know, keep in mind that your decisions on charitable giving both have two kind of driving factors. I think the first and foremost is your intent to give, your intent to support organizations. And then also there's some tax features as well. Um, So some ways that you can do charitable giving, you could give appreciated stock and you could either give that directly to the charity or to a donor advised fund. And you could also do qualified charitable distributions. Um, Giving Tuesday is coming up at the 29th, the Tuesday after Black Friday, mark it on your calendar, have a discussion with the family about what you want to give, meaning some legacy, um, providing values that you want to share with the family. I can't think of something more valuable to share with young adults as well as children than making group decisions on charitable giving. It provides meaning for money. It is feel good. It's something that you can share together. Um, So, you know, we were talking this year with the kids about what do you want to do for the holidays? And um, our son said, he wanted to do something um, for homeless families. And so we're we're going to set an intention to work on a family project for that. But that is when you talk to researchers of high net worth, people who have a really strong kind of commitment to the legacy of money and not kind of throwing it out the out the door, not having, you know, kind of the generate future generations that go broke. Um, that incorporating that charitable mentality can be really critical. Absolutely. We've talked about retirement contributions. We've talked about Roth conversions. We've talked about setting intentions, taxes, which is probably everyone's least favorite topic. Let's talk about career. Yeah. I want it to be something people are thinking about. I want you to be more intentional, you know, have a game plan for your career. I talked to someone this week who was really unhappy in their job and we talked about, you know, what if your income changed? What if you made less? Would your family be okay? They were a super saver. They've really made a very strong commitment to their family's financial foundation. And in that case, we actually did an exercise of, hey, what if you got a job that you were less miserable at that didn't pay as much to begin with? And that was okay. 
for other people, I know that we have do have some clients that have had big shifts in jobs or lost their jobs, especially in the technology area. We're seeing some layoffs there. A hiring continues to be strong. So I'm hopeful that the you know, discontinuity in jobs will be brief, but thinking through, you know, you never can predict. And I I know this firsthand, you can never predict what's going to happen in your career. So make sure that it's not happening to you, that you're being proactive. And then, you know, so many people are looking for hacks on how to save more, how to be more financially strong. And for most of us in our working years, there is nothing more important than our human capital or our family's human capital, our ability to earn money. So make sure you aren't kind of leaving that part on autopilot, focusing on other things that you can control and leaving your career to the hands of other people's decisions. So I just want you to be intentional. It doesn't have to be tied to year end, but because this is such an important time for people to set goals, I just wanted to take the opportunity to remind all of you about how critical it is, you know, really be the pilot of your career. No one cares about your success more than you do, or no one should care more than you do. I love that. And if you do, uh, you know, feel like you're in a position where maybe your job is not as secure, should we have a recession in 2023? Now is a good time to evaluate your cash on hand as well, not just for the upcoming holiday season, but really think about, do you have enough emergency savings? Should something happen? Cash is king whenever there are disruptions in life. And you can, some of them you can predict, many you cannot. So we always encourage our clients to have a thoughtful emergency reserve. These are discussions we have one-on-one with you often. And so do not find yourself without the support of if something goes wrong, you have options. Make sure that you are managing your cash. We just had an episode on choosing your benefits too. So do make sure that you're being intentional about with your healthcare decisions, get the receipts turned in for your flexible spending accounts to receive those funds back, save to your HSA and invest it. And we'll we'll include a link to that episode as well. I actually just had a client call this morning with questions on an HSA account and whether she should set that up when picking health benefits for next year. So it's certainly something, again, that a financial advisor, a full-service financial planner can help you with those decisions. So reach out to yours, or if you don't have one, reach out to us here at Pearl Planning. We would love to chat with you. And I'm going to go ahead and link those other episodes we mentioned on both Roth conversions and open enrollment in the show notes here. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, um, please do share with others. We really appreciate that. This podcast is being released on Tuesday and on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to have a very specific webinar on year-end planning with more technical details, visuals, et cetera. So please tune in. You can go to our website and click on the events page at pearlplan.com for details. And then if you missed it, if you're listening to this podcast after that date, no worries. You just need to go to our YouTube page, Pearl Planning, and you'll find the replay up there within a few days after we record it. So uh, we appreciate you listening here and we have more information to provide. So please tune in. Thank you so much. It was so fun back together again. Oh. Here's to the rest of the year. And um, I am i can't believe how quickly it will go, but excited for the possibilities of, of next year as well. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com 
or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about pearl planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also 